Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Good morning to you, Wayne. Appreciate you. Love seeing you yesterday. It is time to skip the BS time for Undisputed. Time to talk Super Bowl 58, 49ers favored by a point and a half by Vegas in Vegas. 49ers coming off their comeback for the ages. Down 24 to 7 and a half to Detroit, storming back to take the lead 34-24 before finally winning 34 to 31 and on to Vegas for them. So let's rate and debate that comeback. Keyshawn Johnson, Richard Sherman, good morning to both of you. And Keyshawn, would you please kick us off? Scale of 1 to 10, how impressive was that comeback? Morning, uh, Skip. Yes. You know, it was impressive because they stayed the course. Right, and you say a one to ten on a scale. Hey, look, I'm gonna I'm give it. I'm gonna give it a seven. And the reason I'm gonna give it a seven, not a ten, not overboard, is because the Detroit Lions gave them the football game. Aha! Uh-huh. They stayed the course. They did their job. Right? They didn't squander their opportunity. But Detroit allowed them to beat them. It was all on Detroit and in in Dan Campbell and company. This had nothing to do with. 24-7 and Brock Purdy is coming in Kristen McCaffrey. No, it has something to do with being outcoached in the second half, making some decisions that he probably wish he didn't make now that, it, now that the cooling off period is, is here. Yep. I would think, right, Skip, mm-hmm. that now all of a sudden he's sitting back in his office and saying, why did I do that? Now, you can't take anything away from the San Francisco 49ers because they stayed the course. But if you look at it, it's impressive because – in situations like this, when you're down 24-7, you're probably, in certain situations, you're probably going to lose the game. And players are going to start to feel as the clock ticks away, they start to feel like we have no hope. There's not a chance. This is why for those three points are so crucial because it feels different when you're down more than 24-7. to When you're down, you know, I don't know, 27-7 or 28-7 or whatever the case is, it just just feels different. Now, when you look at the history of the National Football League, the only other team, and and you have to correct me, it just popped in my mind because I don't know if it was the AFC Championship game. It might have been the wild card, Frank Wright, Buffalo, Houston, comeback, Mm -hmm. captain comeback game. It might have been either a divisional game or a wild card. I'm not 100% sure. But Buffalo went on and went to the Super Bowl, obviously, that year. They came from behind where Houston was just smacking them upside the head. Frank Reich, second half, just engineered the same sort of situation 
where Houston gave them the football game. Detroit just gave it to them. They gave it to them. Three turnovers in the – you think about it. They had three turnovers in the second half, one fumble, uh, turnovers on downs. I mean, like, come on now. You, you, you can't win that way. Okay. So you want to reduce your seven <laughs> down to like a five? No, I'm going to give them a seven. <laughs> okay. I can't give them a five. I'm going to give them a All seven, right. but I can't give them a ten. Yeah. Even okay. though Richard will probably give them a hundred. He might give them a thousand. <laughs> yep. Okay. Your turn, Richard. I mean – I mean, based on that logic, I, I probably need to give him 100 because uh, apparently 17, again, you know, it just always moves with key. Uh, 17 wasn't enough this time. It's not that much. You know, you're down by no, 17. That's, that's not, nothing I, I didn't in the ballgame. That's, I didn't say that's it nothing wasn't in enough. the NFC championship. You know, it's, it's not 24. You know, it's not if you're down 27-7 or 28-7, or you know. Uh, you, know that's the, you know, that's the kind of stuff you hear after games like this where a team comes back and wins, and it's like, oh, they weren't down enough. Uh, they, 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 they weren't nervous. You couldn't have been nervous. That's what you say Why after you a game. you not be nervous? Okay. I, Are you I, serious, I, I, I got you. I got them at a 9 out of 10 because they went and executed. Because it was about the San Francisco 49ers. And it was about the Detroit Lions. Because the Detroit Lions, it, the first half was all about them. They ran the ball well. They executed well. They played bully ball. I mean, they were averaging six yards a carry. You've got to give them all the credit in the world. The Jamison uh, Williams reverse, you know, he looked fantastic, fast. You know, the, the, the San Francisco defense looked a little shell-shocked at that point. You've got to give them all the credit in the world. And I didn't hear anything about out, getting out coached or, or getting outplayed or not ready to play then. And so in the second half, the San Francisco 49ers made adjustments. Steve Wilkes made adjustments. And they showed championship medal and championship pedigree. You didn't see the infighting by the team. You didn't see guys yelling at each other. Guys like getting on each other or, or, or folding. You just saw guys making play after play after play. They needed to stop. They got to stop. They needed to stop. They got to stop. A turnover on downs is earned. It's earned. It's not, it's not given to you. You can say what you want, but at the end of the day, they scored 27 unanswered points in an NFC championship game. That's tough to do regardless of who you're playing, because nobody accidentally gets to the NFC Championship game. Detroit earned their way there, so did San Francisco. And in this game, they showed championship medal. Championship pedigree is forced through fire and adversity. So this team needed this. They needed to fight. They needed to show and prove to themselves that they can fight out of these holes and get there. And that's what they showed. So I give it a 9 out of 10 because you're in the NFC Championship. 10 Skip. out of 10 if it was the Super Bowl. Skip, let me ask you this because you would know off the top of your head. How many times did they run the ball in the first half? 21. And how many times did they run the second half? Eight. And you think that they ran it seven or eight times in the second half because that stout defense stopped them, so they said, we can't run the football after we just gashed Did you, you watch the eight? Buck 50? If I showed you the eight, you oh, would say God, yes. Oh, God, stop. Yes. You don't if y'all showed you the eight, you don't, they you know got what? That's not true, they, Richard. You do not abandon the run like that. Man, what, stop what's it. What's true, Skip? They averaged four six yards, four point three yards a carry in the second half six, on eight tries. I mean, that's good enough to get first down, first down, first down. One yard or none. Four of those runs got stopped for zero or one yard. Yeah, they may have. So you Richard, can say what you want, Skip. Richard, they may have, but that's not my point. My point to all of this is San Francisco's defense in the second half against the run, they didn't stop them to a point where they needed to abandon the run. They, they stopped runs in the first half. San Francisco defense stopped runs in the first half? No, they did not. They, they did not. Okay, so you're telling me every single time out of those 20-plus carries – they got positive yards to an ump degree. No, they yes. did not. Yes. Yes, I am telling you that. Okay. That's what happened. All right. 
I just, I, I just say that if Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson decided to take the same approach that they took in the first half, the second half, Detroit wins the game. Again, if, if it was a fifth, you and if Bayless can, can get together, yeah. y'all can take me to dinner because y'all owe me four of them. So, you know, y'all can, we can say if, 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 you all you want. But what well, happened is what happened. I don't owe you anything. Lamar, Lamar's going to win the MVP, and you're going to owe me. Yeah. He's going to win it. You bet me on the game. No, I didn't. You bet me on the game. No, I did not. I the Baltimore you game. The Baltimore bet, game you did. I bet you on the MVP, but we'll talk about that, Skip. The Baltimore Chiefs game you bet me on. Go just with Skip. Ahead. You jumped on Skip's train. No, I did not. You jumped on Skip's train. No. You did. Boy, we got records. Well, I'll tell Skip. you what. Go, go ahead, Skip. Okay. All right. Richard. I can't wait to. Richard, I appreciate your pom-pom love for your 49ers. You were there on Sunday night. You played for them. They're a great franchise. I covered the franchise. I, I know it from the ground up. It's great. And it gets in your blood. And I, I understand all of the above. But I did first no, guess don't. this. You weren't here on Friday, but Keyshawn can attest to this. I went back and forth with Keyshawn and Michael because I did not believe in the Detroit Lions. I thought they were fraudulent. I told Keyshawn because he predicted the Lions would win, and I got it because he knows the coordinator, the defensive coordinator, because he played with Aaron Glenn, and he knows the head coach because he played with the head coach, and, and it gets in his blood and gets in his heart, and he admitted it was a heart over a head pick. Is that fair to 100%. say? Okay, all right. 100%. Okay, and I said no. They're fraudulent because they have little to no playoff experience. What had it been? <laughs> 32 years since they'd won a playoff game, 67 years since they'd won a road playoff game. And they had very few players with much of any playoff experience. And I looked at their track record. And remember, they went to Baltimore and they got destroyed at Baltimore, 28 to nothing at half and 35 to nothing after three quarters. Remember what happened to them on Thanksgiving at home in a game they traditionally own. Green Bay went in there and, and just tore them apart. It was 23 to six at halftime. So I thought this was a mismatch. I thought the spread was way too low. And what happened in the second half, I thought would have happened in the first half. But Richard, it was beyond shameful. It was almost like Green Bay at Dallas shameful in that playoff game for the 49ers at home to give up more yards rushing than Kyle had ever given up in any single game in his seven-year tenure there in San Francisco in a full game of rush yards. 148 on 21 carries, and you said six, it's seven yards a carry. That was my math. That is outrageously wrong for the 49ers in an NFC championship game at home. And that's what tilted the playing field, obviously, in favor of the visiting team that is really not that good. And they're coached by a, a good guy who's pretty wacky. I'm not sure they love and trust him because they know he's going to, to make some crazy go for literally broke decisions. That's why and that's what started happening. And to Keyshawn's point, you were really blessed. You were very lucky that the opponent was the Lions turning back into the Lions because if they don't help you, I'm not sure you get there. Uh, but but you got there by, by 302 was left in the third quarter. You already caught them. So it didn't even take a quarter more of the second half to tie the score because they're, they're self-destructing all over the place. And if we could see these plays again, Richard hates these plays, but the first one, the fourth and two play anything. to Josh Reynolds. Football. And... Yeah, and, and here's the throw to Josh Reynolds. And actually, 
They gambled and they quote unquote won because I thought Jared Goff made a really nice throw. This is That's open. He stepped perfect up. Throw. What was the result, Skip? Perfect throw. That's and a he perfect dropped throw. Josh Reynolds let dropped the ball and it was get a perfect behind drop. him. You yeah. cannot let the ball get behind oh, man. him. His bright, hands is bright lights all are enticing. screwed up. Look what they did to Tyson. It's the damn okay. ball. Look at the bright lights. Okay. All right. The bright lights. Okay. There we go. And then we got to see the IU play because. <laughs> This ball has to be intercepted, and you might have some problems here. Even if it's not intercepted, even, even if it's not intercepted, just knock it down or something. You, it hits him in the might. face. Hit him right in the face mask. You might. And it's the carom of the century. But IU gets credit for me because he stayed the course. IU gets he credit. He did. He did. So he, he makes the play. Way to go. So, and then, obviously, Jameer fumbles <laughs> right after that. So now you're really up against oh, it. Oh, because that was luck. That was luck, too. That no, was luck, too. It wasn't like somebody stripped the ball. He bad, just dropped it. It was right. a bad handoff, it, it was, man. It, 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 come on, man. It, it, it was a it bad was, handoff. It was Tayshawn Gibson stripped the ball from him. It was a bad happened. handoff, you, Richard. He didn't even get a clean handoff. Did he, did he strip him at the, that, did that, he strip him at the on, handoff Richard, point, or did he strip know. him three steps later? Man, I ain't but, even... Never mind, man. Never mind. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, excuse me. Because you, yeah, but, you're going to sit up here and you're going to keep saying... it was Because you're, wa you're watching a man strip the ball from him. He's sitting there trying to get it. That's... What it sounds like, okay. right. and then when you want when you want it to be luck, then then Richard Detroit is so unraveling that now they face after the Jameer handoff and they go score. Your your team went and scored. And now it's mm -hmm. third and nine, Detroit at their twenty six, and they throw it to Josh Reynolds a second time. And here's what happened. This oh man, the what next happened? Throw to Josh Reynolds. What happened? This is the first. Oh Lord, have mercy. Now, that's even oh, worse. I mean, that goodness. just hits him right in the bread bath. I mean, oh, I don't know how you drop oh, that. They didn't learn the first time. You know he dropped the first one. Okay. I, didn't, I forgot about this one. I forgot about this one. Because this is move oh, the chains, man. man. This is the clock's going to tick, oh, tick, man. tick, tick, tick. Okay. <sighs> oh, jeez. Why is he so, jumping? So San Francisco didn't have, any, jumping they didn't have any drops in the game. Okay. Oh, my God. San Francisco oh, played God. a perfect game, and Detroit played such an awful game. Oh, my God. All right. Because okay. San Francisco had no drops, no mistakes. They played perfect, Skip. Okay. And you so, look at the game and you just say, man, Detroit, if you would have played perfect too, you would have won. Okay, I so now you, back to Keyshawn's point. 21 <laughs> times they ran the ball in the first half for 148 yards. And they come out in the mm -hmm. second half. And if you just do the math in your head, you're up 24 mm -hmm. to 7. If you come out and just run it every time, ball. like every time, you just keep handing off the ball and let the clock just run, run, run. It's going to be oh, fairly that. difficult, maybe not impossible, but fairly difficult for the 49ers to get back in the game. Pick up but a couple no, you, you just abandoned that plan because, oh, you got stopped a couple of times. Oh, well, but wait a second. You gashed him for seven yards at pop in the first half? And you know what's so crazy about this, Richard? And mm -hmm. we talk about this running and Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. Because I know Dan and because I know the way he should be thinking in these situations, he went totally against his principles and his rules in the second half. And what I mean by that is he came up through certain coaching ranks, through certain coaches that would never <laughs> abandon the run when you up 24 to 7. They, they just never. Would, no. Man, Sean Payton would never. It's like Cardinals. Bill Parcells would never. No. no. They just would never no. start throwing the football all over the lot. Yeah. They just wouldn't. Hmm. I got you. I got okay. you because I, I, I'm sitting there listening to 
Skip tell me the Lions don't have any playoff experience like their quarterback hasn't been to a Super Bowl. I'm I'm he, listening to this like, one. like there's the other teams. He's, he's, the, he's the only right. one. He's, he's at the most important position. OK. And so how many teams do? Sure. But 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 Skip, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go for a second because you, you said they're fraudulent, but they're in an NFC championship game. Yeah. So why don't why don't other fraudulent teams make the NFC? Why didn't your fraudulent Dallas Cowboys make it? That's because you thought question. they would make it. You, you, yeah, your I prediction did. was they would make the Super Bowl. I, I so then when we, we talk about I was so your predictions. But Detroit was the one that got it, two it, home playoff games against the Rams and Baker and they, Mayfield, uh-uh. and they did it. But look what was happening. Because they won. Guess what was happening, lost. Richard, in those two games? Matt what was Stafford happening? threw what for was 367 yards. Baker Mayfield threw for 349 yards. Dak Prescott against the Lions threw for 345 yards. Seven times in the okay. regular season, teams threw for 300-plus mm-hmm. yards on that Detroit secondary. And it's gotcha. why Detroit gotcha. ranked 23rd in points allowed. I'm sorry, way overrated. Maybe They just had a magical maybe your run team to the to NFC championship game. A few times yeah. because they got to the NFC championship and your team didn't, Skip. Yeah. So, I mean, your points, I hear them, Skip, this but I really don't because you're not. It, it, it's, this is the, about the, the NFC championship Lions. and the team that made it. And you uh, sitting there trying to make a point on why they made it. You're saying they gave up 300 yards twice in two playoff games, and yet they won those playoff games, Skip. Yeah. So I'm trying to understand what point you're trying to make. Oh, they, they, they struggled in the secondary, so they made up for it in other aspects. I hear that. So you're trying to make an excuse why, oh, no. man, they didn't deserve to be there, and they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have like, I hear what you're saying, Skip, but yeah. it's irrelevant and erroneous, and it's weak It's point. not so erroneous. Just, it could be irrelevant, but... It, Okay, here's the point, Richard. The truth is, on a scale of 1 to 10, if you step back and look at this, it's a 5. I'll give you a 5. It's it's fine. You did it. You did what you should have done in the first half. You did it in the second half. And the game was effectively over before the third quarter was over. That's, that's how fast you came back in that game because the Lions turned back into the Lions. You were lucky. You had the right team at the wrong place at the wrong time, and you took advantage as you should have in the first half. Could and, not care less. Yeah, and it's why I step back and look at the, the big picture of the Super Bowl, and I'm still surprised the 49ers are favored by a point and a half because here we go again with Mahomes. We were looking at him saying, he's the underdog. Really, he's the underdog again? So he's, this will be three straight playoff games. He's been the underdog. You better look out because it seems like he really loves being the underdog. You know, I'm not going to discredit mm-hmm. San Francisco to a five, Skip, in this yeah. situation. I gave him a seven. You did. I, okay. But when I look at it, and you know this, Richard, because you've been in situations similar to this, coaches – can make mistakes to cost you games. Mm-hmm. You've been in mm-hmm. one of those, the biggest in your career. You're supposed to honestly have two Super Bowl rings. We're supposed to be saying two-time Super Bowl champion Richard Sherman. That's what we're supposed to be mm-hmm. saying. But coaches make mistakes. You know the mistake I'm talking about. Instead of turning it around right, but that, and handing so, the football to make- a guy with dreads and allowing him to just steamroll it into the end zone, they decided to do something else different. Dan Campbell, right before the half, decided to think twice he and kick twice. the field goal instead of saying, well, I could probably pick up. And this is the first half. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, we're not even talking about the second half. We're talking about the first half after they just gash you for 100-plus yards on the yep. ground. You're two yards away from getting a first down and two and a half from scoring a touchdown. 
You don't want to go for what it. You'd rather kick if, a field goal. That's a coaching mistake, Richard. It just is. But what, what if I told you? What if I told you the kicker was 48, 45% from 48-plus yards? No, no. I'm talking in, about. In the, in the second half. I'm talking those, about. Those field goals would have been I'm from 48 I'm talking about going plus. up to 28 to 7, with you walking into the locker room with your head down, opposed to mm-hmm. the momentum changing because you now put the fist up. You, you, you know how quiet it is in the locker room. When you, when you 28-7, you, you sitting there thinking, damn, we just lost this. Mm-hmm. That's a coaching mistake. That's my only talking about Detroit gave you this opportunity. They took their foot off the gas, and therefore y'all put the Ferrari in gear and caught up to them. And they couldn't turn back up. They so, couldn't turn the engine back on. And in and, and, and a lot of championship runs, Skip and Key, you will see things like this throughout seasons of champions. You'll see games like this where you're like, man, they shouldn't have been down. We were down, I think we were down 21-3 to a Tampa team that were 0-8 to a Tampa team that hadn't won a game all season. And we're at home in CenturyLink where we're unbeatable. We're down 21-3 to, I forget the quarterback. But it's, but it's not the NFC championship game. But, no, but, 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 but I, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on because we were down 16-3 to to MVP Aaron Rodgers at home. Couldn't score, couldn't do anything. Our quarterback threw three picks. Like, and we're going to halftime, and you're saying it's quiet. It was quiet. But what we did was said, hey, we're better. We're a better team. We're a better player. Coach, get out the way. Call man coverage the rest of the game, and they're not going to score another point, and they're not going to piss another drop, and we're going to walk out of here with the win. And that's what the San Francisco defense did. They scored three points after the half. Detroit scored three points after the half. So you can say what you want about the running the ball, the, the, the incompletion. They dropped the passes. They scored three points after the half. And Wait. so that's a great performance by the defense. Yes, they scored three points. They had 24 in the first half. They, the I, 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 my my, my mistake, they scored seven. seven. They, they scored seven. Late. They scored yeah, seven. They scored, they scored seven. Richard, seven I, I after the figure, half. how did they let – Detroit goes 75 yards at the end of the game. I know you're just playing some kind of prevent, but I was like, you can't even stop them now. You throttled them. You got them down 34-24, and they go 75 yards in 11 because plays and scored a touchdown. Because they're just playing to, to end the game. They're not playing to give up a bomb, an early quick bomb. They were going to make them walk the ball down the field and use clock. So they're not going to just let them, hey, drop back, bomb us for a quick one, get the ball back, have time on the clock, have timeouts. They're going to make you burn your timeouts. They're going to make you burn clock. And that's what they did. That's why they won the game. Mm. So, Richard, sum this up. As we look forward to the Super Bowl, rematch of a game you played in four years ago, do you love the way the 49ers are going into this game after the Green Bay Packers had them on the ropes and the Lions almost had them on the ropes at halftime? Do you love the way they're, they're approaching Mahomes and company? A- absolutely love it. Battle-tested. All right. Man, I don't know. Just seems like there's some weaknesses exposed here, like 148 rush yards. Every Ooh. every team got weaknesses. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> you something else, Richard. Yeah, he is. You something else, man. You, know? you, you something else. <laughs> All right, up next, we got to talk LeBron. We got to talk Lakers. Because Dylan Brooks is at it again. How does he get away with all of that? That's next. No mercy. No mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. 
whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Of course, Dylan Brooks has a history with LeBron and the Lakers, and whoo, he was at it again last night in Houston, cheap-shotting the Lakers, attempting to provoke and distract the Lakers. Jared Vanderbilt took the bait, got ejected, though Lakers coach Darvin Ham said he applauded the way Vanderbilt stood up for himself. Then in the fourth quarter, Brooks hacked LeBron across the face as he fouled him going over his back for a rebound. But Dylan Brooks was not ejected, only given a flagrant one. And when asked about Brooks after the game, LeBron said, next question. I happen to be watching the Lakers postgame show out here in L.A. on Sports Spectrum. And Laker greats James Worthy and Byron Scott were pretty much out of their minds over this, saying in their day, if the refs wouldn't take care of a situation, they would have taken care of a Dylan Brooks type of instigator. Meanwhile, the 21 and 24 Rockets had the Lakers down by as many as 30 before winning 135 to 119. Keyshawn Johnson, you and Richard, big lifelong Laker fans growing up out here in L.A. Like or have a problem with the way the Lakers responded to Dylan Brooks? No, I, I, well, Vandy did exactly what he should have done. Which is, you know, when you're Dylan Brooks and somebody's going up for a layup, don't touch him, man. But you can see him push him in the back. He pushed him in now, the back. Now, he could slip, he could fall, coming down. All, all sorts of bad things can happen. <laughs> so, clearly, he gets the foul. It's a cheap shot. Yeah. And, 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 and Vandy handled it a certain way. The second time around, he let him know. He put his, hand, put his hands in his forehead or his, the back of his head to let him know. Flicked him on yeah, the back. Yeah, kind of the like head. letting him know, like now, yeah. what, you know, what you want to do. So yeah. he handled it just like Coach said. Yeah. He stood up for himself and handled it a certain way. Yeah. Now LeBron James, on the other hand, it's not fourth quarter. LeBron's not. That's just not. LeBron's not going to get into that type of confrontation. That's just not who he is. Okay, certain guys aren't going to. Yeah. It's not like they squared up. He came down trying to get a rebound. And I think at that moment in time, he realized he wasn't going to get the ball. So he just came down with a slap. He wound up getting his foul. Yep. LeBron just like, next question. Now, there's a history between Dylan Brooks and LeBron James going yes, all the way back. And then if you look at last year, there was all the issues in the playoffs, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. it, it, those two got something different going on. 
Even earlier in the year, he got the popping off when Houston played the Lakers. So I'm not surprised by his behavior at all. Not surprised by the Lakers' reaction toward him. But Byron Scott and James Worthy are absolutely 100% right. Back in their day, oh, they would have dealt with him differently. Yeah. He would have been the one on the floor next time he went to the rim, and it would have been one of those Kurt Rambis hard foul type situations. <laughs> yeah, They don't play like that in this day and age in basketball. It's just a little bit different. You're not then, allowed to. And then on certain teams, there's certain guys that's the enforcers. Like you, they, People know who to pick on and who to do things to. Right. Okay? He didn't. That wasn't Anthony Mason. Now that wasn't, you, you know what I'm saying? That Charles wasn't Oakley. Charles Oakley. Not Anthony Mason. You know, that wasn't them type of dudes. This was somebody a little bit different. But Vandy, he stood up for himself, so I applaud him for that. Yeah, I, I, they just, you know, I, it is what it is. It, they're going to keep letting him get away with it. He's going to keep doing it. Mm. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. He sees he's going to get away with it. They're not going to stop him. They're not going to change nothing. Nobody's going to do nothing about it, so why not? Um it's frustrating as a Lakers fan to watch it. I'm sure LeBron is overly frustrated by it. Yep. Um, Vandy, I like the reaction, but it's like, get your money's worth. Yeah, you know, if you're going to eject me, like, let me, yeah. get, let, let me get my money's worth. If I'm going to get ejected, like, don't let me, don't let me get a baby shove and then a, a flick on the back of the head. Like, well, that's I'm, just I'm probably going to shove you to the ground. That's just letting you know Dylan yeah, Brooks but, didn't. If somebody was to touch you in the back of your head, if you really wanted that issue, you go approach him a certain way, though, Richard. You're not gonna walk away and no. Right. Somebody touch right. you back your head. You gonna go I, get him. But if I just got you ejected, then I feel like I won. Like if I'm just an antagonist, like that's he that's won. True. Like yeah. and that's the frustrating part is all he's trying to do is antagonize these guys and get this exact result, and he got it. And that's why I'm like, if you are gonna get kicked out, Vandy, chubby, you know what I mean? Mush him, do something, something. because he he I got agree. what he wanted. So at least get what you want. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I could look at it from that standpoint, Skip. You, he flipped him on the back of the head. But if somebody yeah. touched me, as I've said many, many times, <laughs> are we going to now? Oh. I'm going to get mine. You're, you're, I'm going to get my right, word when you put your to... damn hands on me. I don't care that getting suspended and all, it's over with at that point. So to me, Dylan Brooks really didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying about. Right. Vanderbilt getting kicked out the game, so he got that part of it. But if somebody touch you, Richard, you know damn well you ain't going to just be like, oh, kick him out the game. No, but, you're not going to do that. No. At least well, I'm but not. Key, but, Key, how many, times, how many times have you antagonized somebody and they gave you a little shove, a little something, and you were like 15, and they got the 15, and you felt better. You, you didn't go in there and choke him after you saw the flag. You was like, <laughs> go talk to your coach on the sideline. First down, we move. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, that dude didn't hit me illegally for me to even be able to shove him. Vanderbilt got pushed in the back. Okay, that could have been many different injuries. It could have been a slip and fall on ACL. It could have been all of a sudden my back is, you done something to my back. And at that point, he has the right to go at Brooks. But Brooks didn't really want to do nothing once he put his hands on him. He didn't want to do nothing because if he did, he would have been like, Putting, you know, getting after him and approaching him. But yeah. he made the decision, Skip, right. not to do that. Yeah. So could we go back to the push in the back play? Because I'm with you, Keyshawn. It's a dirty play. But by 
Dylan Brooks standards, it's it's really not what he usually does because it ju- it was just a little push in the back. But when you, but you, I, I, I like know that, it is skip, that's not that's not cool. Yeah. yeah it, if it you want to place cool. your hand on yeah. my spine, that's yeah. fine. Whereas I'm going to, but when you shoving me, uh, yeah. That bad things can happen. Okay, and that's why I thought... Look at that. That ain't no... That's a push. He, he pushed him in the back. He didn't shove him in the back. He just pushed him. But the point was, the Lakers should have gotten right in Dylan Brooks' face at that moment to defend their teammate, I thought. Okay? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know that they have people on the bench that's like that. Do, yeah. they, do the Lakers have that type of person? No. On the bench. Because LeBron is not built that way. He well, it's not that he's not built that way. He, he just, just doesn't, doesn't do it. He's just yeah, he just doesn't do it. Nature. That's not his, it's that's a, not his it's deal. A, it's not his deal. Okay, then I'm with Richard. I just wish that that Vando, as they call him, I wish he had gotten his money's worth on the way out because that, that wasn't your money's worth. But in this day and age, after the malice in the palace and all the things that have happened, the, the NBA just will not stand for it, and people are going to get suspended for many games if you just go deck that. You know, you can't you can't just go swing on him. But he deserved to be swung on at that point. And I'm not advocating. Well, I'm just I, saying, I, I, by I, the letter of the law, yeah. you, you know how you would have felt. Yeah, you you would have said, "I'd have felt that way." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I'd have felt yeah. that way. And I don't. And I, and, and I don't consider myself, or nor do I, claim to be a fake tough guy. No. If you. Hey, Push me in the damn back you, like you, that. We're gonna have some real issues. That's just real what it is. Live, tough you know, I don't I don't think I don't think it was necessary. But the Lakers again, Richard and Skip, they don't necessarily have that type of enforcer, enforcer they, on they their don't. bench mentality right. on the floor. They just they just don't. That's why Byron and James Worthy, two Laker legends, said what they said they did. in the postgame. Okay, then to Richard's point again. Vanderbilt gets ejected, and Dylan Brooks is like, bye, you know, because like, he, he got it. He did what he, 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 he accomplished his mission. His mission was to get somebody kicked out of the game. And by the way, right after that, the Rockets just took off and just buried him. All of a sudden, it's a 30-point game. They, they somehow were weirdly inspired by Dylan Brooks getting under Jared Vanderbilt's skin with a, with a cheap shot and getting away with and, it. And, and- and he gets yeah. away with it every single time. And this is your yeah. defensive stopper. You know, Vanderbilt is in he there is. for defense to, to get him effort. A tough he's guy. a spark plug. Yeah. I mean, he likes and, to And he's a tough guy. And he likes to talk. And and he did call him a word that we can't say on television, but he at least he got that much money's worth. But it it's like sticks and stones will break my bones, words will never hurt me, right? But that's all you can do. Right. That's the only way you can retaliate. But I'm with you, Keisha. At least you could have hard fouled him or or Taking a shot somewhere that was sort of barely within but he, but, bounds. But Dylan Brooks will eventually run into the wrong dude, yeah. though. Yeah. See, that, that's the difference. Guys like this, they tend right. to know who to approach okay. and how to approach them. All right. So then he goes after LeBron again. And this is in the fourth quarter with the game way out of hand. If we could see the play one more time. And it's a, this is a flat-out cheap shot because he just... He just goes, oh, this is, we're st- there we go, over the back, and just got him right in the face and just raked him, just, just raked him. That, that's, that's almost like a swing to me. That's, that's like. Right. That's that. and, and LeBron, I, I, I thought he was going to die for a second. You know, <laughs> like I, I was a fearful for his life. <laughs> but, okay, but, but he, okay, but that's, that's the way LeBron is. And yet, it, can you not eject Dylan Brooks for that? Was that not a flagrant two where you're gone? You, 
Come on, man. I, that one right there, I, I don't know. I mean, it looks like he was really trying to swing at LeBron's face. I think face, he was. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. at the end, at the in the end, LeBron is is you know, Oscars are coming up, and LeBron is certainly <laughs> throwing his he uh, he his name his hat in the ring. Yeah, yeah he, he throwing his hat in the ring <laughs> on the Oscar tip. But he did. This is Dylan Brooks. This is who he is. Okay. And so LeBron right. is just not the type so of guy that's. I know you guys skip. remember what happened in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. It starts off with Dylan Brooks calling LeBron old. Remember, he said he's yep. old. Yep. And LeBron really took it personally and went over before the game, went to their huddle before the game, and whispered something in his ear. I don't know what he said, but you can probably guess what LeBron said to him. And LeBron proceeded to destroy <laughs> Dylan Brooks. He, they were The Laker crowd was all over him, and Dylan Brooks had a horrendous series. It was so bad, it ended his stay in Memphis. And remember what he did? He shot 31% from the floor and 24% from three, and he became a liability because he was a psychological basket case because LeBron kept backing him down and just taking him to the cleaners down low. And the, the point was... That sent him onto the market and sent him to Houston, where he landed in the perfect spot with a coach who does not like LeBron James. Remember, Ime Udoka yeah. went after LeBron in that game out here at the Crypt? Yep. Remember, it was December the 2nd. And just to refresh everybody's memory, LeBron was sort of walking over toward Ime, and, and he said, you guys need to quit crying like bees, he said to LeBron. And the ref is standing right there here in the whole conversation. And LeBron kept walking toward him, and he said, oh, you're going to walk over here like you're going to do something? Because Ime's, he's a big man. Like, like he, he ain't afraid of no LeBron. Yeah, I might bet on LeBron on that one. I though. don't know about Yeah, I that. might have to I bet on LeBron on that one. LeBron, know. you know. Ime is, whew, LeBron pretty, six, pretty, six. pretty good in shape, big, too. So. Yeah. Uh, e- <laughs> right. is, pretty in shape. Okay. Pretty big. But Ime is not a fake tough guy. No, he, no. He was a defensive stopper and enforcer in his day and age in the league, but he's not that much older than LeBron, but what? what is he, like six, seven years old? Yeah. Now? Okay. So then as LeBron was, was starting to turn away, he called him soft and added a couple of more words to it, and the referee immediately ejected Ime. But Ime is trying to send his young Rockets a message, well, we ain't afraid of no LeBron. And last night, to their credit, they, they weren't afraid because this is – after Look, the Lakers had a great win up at Golden State on Saturday night, th- this was pathetic, man. They just didn't show up. They got mm-hmm. bullied last and night. And they didn't play well. I, I, yeah. have a, I have a hard time watching them. I have a hard time watching them yeah. right now because of, uh, I mean, to Keyshawn's point, Dylan Brooks knows exactly who to poke at, who, who, to, who to come at, who to, who to antagonize. Yeah. He does it. He does it to the Lakers because he knows ain't nobody gonna stop me. Ain't nobody gonna do nothing about it. Maybe you know. I'm sure he knows <clears throat> not to do it in the seven game series anymore because you got to see him back to back to back to back. But when you just got to see him a few times every season, you're like, hey, I can get these guys. Yeah. We always play well against them. Houston always plays well against them. We got nothing to lose. We two games, three games under 500. Yeah. You know, if we win this game, we win it. If we lose, we lose. But I'm gonna get somebody kicked out. I'm gonna play my game and. They had fun doing it. That's why until somebody stops it, until somebody on the Lakers takes a stand and say, we're not standing for that anymore. Yeah. I mean, other teams, I'm sure, are going to start doing it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's just the Lakers he's doing it to or not. We're watching it because it's the Lakers. I'm not watching Houston against a team. I'm that, not either. Yeah, you know, that I'm not I'm really not paying team. attention to unless yeah. it's a, a big televised game. So, you know, I don't know if it's just the Lakers. 
But yeah. somebody along the way, yeah. these type of individuals always, I remember playing against Bill Romanowski, as oh. dirty as they come. Oh. But you're going to run up, Bill ran up against the wrong, you, when you run up against the wrong people, these are the sort of things that happens that you, you get yourself in confrontations on and off the court. Eventually, that's what's going to happen if he doesn't slow it down. In terms of the seven-game uh, series, I, I don't know that he knows not to do it because that's just who he is. Okay, even though you say, well, back to back to back to back, I don't think he even registers his back to back to back to back. He just sees a different color in his style of play, warrants him to go and attack after guys or treat guys a certain way or be dirty. I yeah. remember, didn't he kick? No, he, he swiped that LeBron in the groin. He did. Was that last year? Yes. Yeah, so he, he did yeah. that last year in he the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's who he is. Okay. It's just who he is. And by the way, just for the record, he is averaging career highs in minutes, percentage of shots from the field, and percentage from the three-point line. So he has found a home for a coach who, who loves the way he so far. antagonizes. Yeah, so whatever. Far. Yeah, so he far. had a home in Memphis. Well, until he, he yeah, didn't. Until yeah. he didn't. Yeah. <clears throat> until they fired him. They fired him. They he, fired he, him. he wanted to be antagonized. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. So I need one or both of you to explain to me how – a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis can be 500. I, I they're 500. I cannot explain it to you, they're, they're, Skip. You this keep is 48 games question. in, and we're 24 and 24. And I, I see flashes like Golden State the other night, double overtime. I see... Maybe there's help on the way. Maybe... Uh, DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray is yeah. on his way. Yeah. Yeah. That's not enough help. Man, I'm saying maybe there's some help on the way, and they, they'll get better. Look, look. All-star break, they'll I, get I, better. I, 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 Key, key. I watched the Lakers when they had Smush Parker and Kwame, and and enjoyed those games more than I'm enjoying a way more talented See, team underway. Because at least I look. No, no, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm just saying. At least I knew we were bad then. At least I knew we were bad. And then if we won, I'd be surprised. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, we got a bad team. Like we shouldn't be in these games. But this team, we got us supposed to have a good team, and we're underperforming every week. You're like pulling my hair out. Yeah, every Watch other game you underperform because you'll have a big one right. and then uh, they well, beat the Clippers, uh, they beat the Thunder twice. I'm like, what? wait. Well, Maybe. you know this it's, is the trend, though, Skip. Yeah. This is what the Lakers are right now. Yeah. They're an up-and-down team, and until they figure out hit their stride, this is what we're going to see. Oh, help is on the way. Yeah, I trust. What, what are you going to give up for the help is what I don't understand. Whatever it is. You're going to give up Austin Reeves? You're going to give up D'Lo? Okay. I mean, sure, sure. right now, I mean. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we'll give up, but I'm sure LeBron and company have something up their sleeve. Yeah. Look. Even even Trey Young. Is there something up, you know, no. remember Trey Young is a clutch guy now. So you know how that goes. Yeah. He, they like to play. Oh, I thought you meant like CL. No, you, he's, a you clutch KL, you. Like, yeah, he's a clutch client. Yeah, he's a clutch client. I was so like, you I gotta don't know watch, about being a clutch You got to watch that too now. <laughs> I don't know. He's like 5'11". I, I don't know. He's a defensive it, I, liability. You think they have trouble on defense now? Whew. Yeah, but I don't I, – they got to make those adjustments and decisions. I'm just telling you, yeah. when you start connecting the dots, <laughs> okay. help is on the way. Help is on the way. I don't know. Look, if, if they could just eke into the back end of the playoffs, even the play-in, whatever, would they be dangerous? Sure they would be. Yeah, I don't want to do a play-in again. Uh, well, it's heading toward that right now. All right. 
back to the Super Bowl, back to the other team in the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is actually saying that he's turning into a game manager. We discuss next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Come on. Come on back down. Now it's your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Coach Edwards. Sherm, every time Key and Skip talk negatively about the 49ers and Purdy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. We get that look a lot, right? Well, I'm not talking negative. I'm just trying to get Richard to understand certain things. Yeah. That's all. I'm working hard. Yes, you are. You're working, man. You are working hard. Unsuccessfully. Uh, this is from Elijah. If Bayless and his sidekick Key at it again from, from Niners gang together again. Wait, who's, yeah. who's Batman? Oh God! Hey man, I'm good to be a Robin. I ain't. Hey, oh yeah, I'm happy to be Robin, man. And finally, from Robert Merrill, LeBron getting fouled by Dylan Brooks. Hashtag attack in my back. LOL. Yeah, that's that's that was some right? good ones this morning, man. <laughs> Those are good. Oh. Well, at least we got Richard to laugh. That's a start, right? Uh, for now, uh, we still got a little ways uh, to go. Right, right, right. All right. I found this very interesting. Patrick Mahomes said right after Sunday's win at Baltimore that he has quote unquote learned to play different. Mahomes said, and I quote, it's not all about the stats. It's about winning at the end of the day. You saw Tom do it for a long time. He would do whatever it took to win. When the defense is playing like that, my job is to not turn it over, get it to the playmakers, and score enough points to get the win. Patrick Mahomes even said that, that his job in Sunday's second half was just to quote unquote, manage the game manage the game i've said for years on this show that my only problem with mahomes was his careless watch this i'll try anything turnovers none of which i even remotely saw on sunday in fact he hasn't turned it over one time in these three playoff games on the way to this super bowl Keyshawn, do you see mahomes quote unquote playing different yeah of course yeah. but but he was playing different last year when they got rid of Tyreek. Once he realized I could take the easy money that the defense is giving me and I don't have to try to force the football down the field because he was turning the ball over early in the season. And everybody was saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. You, you mean last year? La year? Last season, okay. last yeah. Super yeah. Bowl yeah. run. Yeah. Got it. Last yep. Super Bowl run. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he realized I could take the easy money. I'm going to get everybody involved. I'm going to get Juju involved. I'm going to get Kelsey involved. I'm going to get everybody involved. True. They went on to win the Super Bowl. Yep. And when you look at this year, same thing. The last two Super Bowls, you only mentioned this year's run to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Go back to last year's run to the Super Bowl. Zero interceptions. Yep. Zero interceptions, that's four. Yep. Taking easy money. His statisticals overall, his passing statistics are down. 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 Yep. In both years. And I know Richard hates that. Oh, numbers, 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 numbers. No, I don't need my quarterback throwing for 400 yards. What I need him to be as efficient, as I've always said. I need a guy who's going to be 20 of 28, 225 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a one-yard plunge if we need it. That's all I'm looking for. Mm. And this is what Patrick Mahomes is giving you. 
I played in the Super Bowl with a quarterback in Brad Johnson. You did. B.J. was 18-34, 215, two touchdowns with a defense, just like Patrick mentioned, a defense. They have a defense. Well, what Go- did your defense take it away from Rich Gannon five, five times? Five times. They created five turnovers. And then you look at Trent Dilfer's Super Bowl. Yep. And you talk about, our oh, game manager, game. Okay, and what's wrong with that? What's wrong with, what's wrong with Trent Dilfer? Where, where's his numbers at? His numbers are somewhere around here. Yeah. He, he threw for, he was 12 or 25, a buck 50, yeah. and a touchdown. I want to win the Super Bowl. However, we win it, that's all I care about. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is speaking to. Tom Brady, for all the great numbers, he threw for 900 yards in two Super Bowls. And guess what? He got an L in both of those. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Look at the ones that he won. The ones that he won. Fourth quarter, come back. All I'm doing is dinking and dunking and letting the guys get the, hey, we're going to kick the field goal. We're going to get a hit with a W. And that's the key. Those are the keys to victory, not turning the football over and not trying to be a hero. Go, Richard. No question. Yeah. No question. I mean, that's, he's, he's learned. You know, early on in his career, you, he, people had answers for him. You know, their answers for Patrick Mahomes was put two safeties back deep, put a, put a cap over the defense, and make him, force him to be something he didn't want to be. And that was throwing intermediate passes, taking what the defense gives, because he, he was young. He didn't want to do that. So he wanted to force the ball down the field, and that was an answer. And then humility kicks in. And he's like, I have all the talent in the world. I have all the accolades. I have everything. I just need to win these games. Everybody already respects me enough. They respect my talent. They know what I can do. All I got to do is what my team needs me to do. You can be versatile. He's versatile now in his skill set. Sometimes he may bomb you. He may, he may throw bombs down the field over and over it, hitting Valdez, Scantling, hitting, hitting Travis, hitting these guys. But if he needs to, if he needs to have a 12-play drive, he's going to have a 12-play drive and just dink and dump five, seven, eight, 12. And that's an elite, elite quarterback. I mean, he's in a category all his own already, but he's, he's further in the distance. He's, he's increasing the distance between he and everybody else by adding this to his game and yep. even the way he speaks about it. Yeah. I don't need to force anything. No. If he's taking what the defense gives him, it's very few weaknesses in his game. And you yeah. know this, Skip, because you covered the San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers. Mm-hmm. Joe Montana won four Super Bowls. He did. Guess how many interceptions he had in those Super Bowls? <sighs> Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. <sighs> That's the point. So... I don't know if you guys remember the first two years of Patrick Mahomes. Again, product of the Internet age, as Richard always talks about. But he was always trending. He was always going viral because he threw no looks. He threw left-handed. I was waiting for behind the back, between the legs. They said he even practiced left-handed passes in camp practices. And I'm like, you really don't need to do that because you're really good throwing it right-handed, and you'll be just fine if you just – Focus on your right hand throwing. And I, I have all the respect in the world because I find him growing up right before your very eyes. I loved what he said after the game because it was so true. Because in the second half, he did not care about trying to outstat anybody. Everybody else cares about trying to outstat him because I think Josh Allen is a victim of trying to out Mahomes Mahomes. And I thought Lamar on Sunday was a victim of trying to out. Patrick, Patrick, you know, he's going to drop back and bombs away. And look what happened. It happened again to Lamar. 
And meanwhile, Patrick in the second half, they zeroed in. They locked down that Baltimore defense as I thought they would in the first half. And going into that final drive and that final pass play, Patrick had a grand total of 36 passing yards in the second half. Does he care? No, he didn't care. Because I told you guys yesterday, I was impressed. He did not turn the ball over once. They had it five times before that final clock-killing possession. They had it five times, and they punted five times. And it didn't seem to bother Patrick a bit because there's only one thing you cannot do in that stadium at that time. You cannot give the ball to them because if you do, the sky is going to fall because there's going to be a big wall of noise fall on you, and the home team's going to detonate. You just can't give the crowd anything to latch on to because Lamar certainly wasn't giving the crowd anything. Zay Flowers almost gave the crowd something until he got to the goal line and got snaked right out of his hands by Jerry Sneed. So the point was, not one time in the second half did the home team give the home crowd anything to shout about, nor did Patrick Mahomes. And I got nothing but the highest regard because... He is now looking at legacy. So this you, this you, is so, how so you coming, do it. So you're coming around. I'm now coming way around because I love the way he played on Sunday. Because in the first half, he's like, really? You're going to give me 87 the whole first half? You're going to single him up? You're, you're going to let me? You're going to let him roam? You're not going to knock him around? You're not going? You're, you're not going to press him at all? You're not going to rough him up? Really? Oh, well, I'll take that. And he took it nine times in the first half, and all of a sudden it's 17-7. to seven. So I am definitely coming around on so Patrick you slept, Mahomes. So you slept good last night then, Skip, because yesterday you was taking Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I love Joe Burrow. So now well, I've all, of, seen a sudden, Joe Burrow now all of a sudden you want to get on the Patrick Mahomes bus. No, I'm just saying, I, when it's time to give a man props, he deserves props. So do you, are you getting on the bus or just giving him props? That. Yeah, I just... I respect. I don't know if I'm oh, on the get, bus yet. Oh, you know, you, you, so here's a guy. But I, I told you yesterday, I am leaning toward picking Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl because he's turning in to that guy in sports you don't bet against. Because if you keep telling him he's the dog, the underdog, look out. But he's been that guy, yeah. though. You don't bet right. against. Well, why would you bet against right. him? Well, I, I bet know. against him against Baltimore because yeah. I wanted Lamar to win a Super Bowl. Because I know Patrick probably is going to win yeah. one, and he's going to separate himself even further away from Lamar by going and getting this one against San Francisco. So I, okay. I again, with my heart, bet on Lamar because I just I wanted to see Lamar get over the hump. I'm with you. But I'm no damn fool either. I know yeah. that Patrick Mahomes is legit as they come. Okay. And he's – there's – look, Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback in the National Football League right now. Everybody else is in a whole nother lane. Yeah. He's all by himself, period. Okay. There's not one quarterback that I would rather have on Sunday than that man right there. Not one. There's, okay. there's, no, there's no quarterback any of these other teams. 31 other teams would take him right now, and that's, okay. that's what it is. I, yeah, you can say what you want. You can argue what you want. That's the truth. So, Richard, you would take Patrick Mahomes over Brock Purdy right now? I, I would not. I said 31 you, you teams. Would, you wouldn't do what? 31 teams. You wouldn't take in, in this game, in, in Kyle Shanahan's system, I think he's going to be right where he needs to be. Watch this game. And you, they can't afford him. Because if you get if you get Patrick Mahomes, then you're giving up Debo, Kittle. Oh, we ain't talking everybody. about We're not talking you, about That's not what Skip ain't talking about. You got to take him. You went into finances now. We're not even talking about money. He's because just talking about, it got to matter. If you have Patrick Mahomes... 
Man, and McCaffrey and all those guys, that make sense. We're not talking about money, though, Richard. He's just talking about the player. Just player for just player. Just player for player yeah. is what he's saying. That's well, you, can't, you can't take nobody over him. You can't take nobody. He in a okay. lane by himself. If you're okay. just going with no teller so, so, the answer, so, the answer, so the answer to that is you would put Purdy on the next great dog and he's out of town and you would fly. <laughs> the great hound? Yeah, the great the dog. You would put him on the great dog, which is the great hound for those that don't know. And you would get Patrick Mahomes a private jet and you put him on the bus out of town. Mm. That's what you're basically telling why, me. Why, why, why can't Brock get on the PJ too? No, we ain't got no money. Well, ain't we ain't got, we ain't got no money. That's what you said. We don't have any money. So, Keyshawn, for yeah, the record, got no money. For yes. the record for I the did record. bet against Patrick Mahomes when he played Tom Brady in that Super Bowl because I was all uh, over and, Brady, and, okay? And, and, at, and at that point in time, yep. yes, I would have too. He had no offensive line. He had nothing. I'm not so you sure Brady tell had much offensive line. Come on, man. Stop, man. Get wait, rid of wait, it. Stop. Wait, he had a wait, defense. Yeah. He had a defense that people was at the time trying to compare to other great defenses in Todd Bowles, and he threw for 200 yards. He was very efficient. It wasn't like Brady lit it up. He was no. very efficient. No. He was what Patrick Mahomes was talking yeah. about. He managed it well, didn't turn the football over, and they're going to win the game. But True. come on now. I also yeah, bet against him in the AFC Championship game at Kansas City. I bet on Joe Burrow in that game. Yeah, I'm sure you okay. did. I did. I'm sure you did because yeah. you don't like Patrick You Mark. bet against him last week. Yes. You bet against him last week. Did I? Yep. Yeah. And I, I would do it again. I still can't believe that happened. Right. But it happened. I would can. you take him over Dak Prescott? Take Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Would I take him over? Are, are <laughs> don't you serious? Do that. Don't do that. Are you don't serious? Do that, you know I'll, what he's going to say. I'll go pick him up. I'll drive to, to Kansas City and pick I him just, up and bring him I just ask down the question, to Dallas. Man, I just asked a question, man, because I will. Ask a question. I'll drive a Greyhound to Kansas City and pick him up and take him to Dallas. I would like yeah. to see that. Yeah, I would. Skip in a Greyhound. Yeah, I can drive a Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to get back to what happened in the other game because there was somebody who didn't play for the Chiefs in that other game. Kadarius Tony says that Andy Reid is just flat out lying about why he didn't suit up the other day. We debate next. Yes, he'll be going at the end of the season. <laughs> You're right. Andy Reid said the Kansas City Chiefs did not file erroneous injury reports regarding Kadarius Toney, as Toney claimed in a profanity-filled Instagram Live post attributed to him. Andy Reid said he's been on the injury report, so that part is not made up by any means. On his post, Toney said he doesn't have the hip and ankle injuries the Chiefs have recently listed for Tony on their weekly injury reports. I'm not hurt, Tony said. None of that. Now, Tony hasn't played since a Week 15 game against the Patriots in which he deflected a pass to a defender for interception for the second time this season. The Chiefs said before uh, Sunday's AFC Championship game that Tony wouldn't play because of injuries and personal reasons. Tony's partner gave birth to the couple's first child on Saturday. So, Richard, do you believe Andy Reid or Kadarius Tony? Well, I mean, Andy Reid doesn't <clears throat> have a track record of lying on his players at this point. I'm going to believe Andy Reid. You know, he has a lot of prestige, and, and, uh, and I have no reason not to believe Andy Reid. I don't think Andy Reid would be sitting here lying on a player. If he, if he just didn't play Kadarius Toney just not to play him, then I'm sure he would say that. He, they, you know, they, they don't got to play him. They could just 
not dress him, not have him active and say, hey, we, we don't think he needs to play in this game. So there's no it, 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 there's no justification for him to be like, oh, he's lying on me. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous for Kadarius Tony because teams get in trouble for that. You know, many teams get in trouble for lying on an injury report. Yeah. That's, you know, a violation in the league. And, and things, you know, they'd come down and investigate. Teams get fined, lose draft picks, et cetera, depending on how severe it is. So Kadarius Tony saying that is putting a team and organization in danger. Um, and so it's, it's really weird in this situation when the team's doing well. You know, this isn't a situation where, hey, everything's the chips are down, the team's losing their, you know, top five in draft position, just having a bad season, all is lost, and he's just, you know, frustrated like everybody else. Your team's headed to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Your team's in the AFC championship game. This still should be a time where you say, hey, look at the bigger picture. Let's see what this is and understand, hey, this isn't the place or the time. This isn't the time or the place to say mm-hmm. this. This isn't necessary. This is an unnecessary distraction. And it's probably a reason I would be surprised if he's there next year because <laughs> they don't need this kind of distraction from a guy that's not producing at a high level. You know what I mean? If if Travis Kelsey or or Chris Jones or Legereus Sneed or Patrick said something, you can deal with those distractions regardless of what they are. You live with it. But in this situation, it's like, is it worth the headache that you're getting right now? And I don't think they're going to think it is. No. Yeah, I, I would take one of those dinner bets from you and Skip yeah. that he's not going to be there. <laughs> He'll get his Super Bowl ring, yeah. mail to him, all of those things, but he certainly will not be a Kansas City Chief next year. Mm-hmm. Now, look, the, the question is who, whose side? Who do I believe? All this sort of thing. I believe them both. I believe them both. And here's why. Because he was, as, as, as Coach Andy Reid, who I know, very, I know Big Red very, very well, he was on the injury report because he was injured. Now, is it, true that that, <clears throat> is it true that that injury now has healed to some point where the player feels like he's ready to go? Absolutely. The player feels, I'm ready to go. I'm out there watching everybody else eat. I'm watching my teammates, like you said, Richard, get, get off, do things, and I'm frustrated because I can't help them. But you got to rewind back to several weeks ago. When you line up wrong, you don't check with referees, you drop balls, they get picked off, all the sort of stuff that goes on that makes people inside the building says, say to themselves, now that's not what we're looking for. He's not giving us what we want. If you look at the interception against the New England Patriots, it was popped up, easy catch, but he didn't even really give chase to it. It was kind of like, uh, so that was a loaf on the offensive side yeah, of the ball. Yeah. They're looking at that. So they're saying to themselves, we now can use this injury as justification to sit his ass down until we move on from him. Because he has one year left on the deal. You know how that goes, <laughs> Richard, with one year left. It's like you got zero years left when you got one year left. You got zero when, you, years. when you're not a participant in helping the team get to the ultimate goal, when you've done nothing to help them get there, you got a zero left mm. on that contract, Skip. So now you say, well, what did they, they didn't give up much to get him from the Giants. So now Andy Reid is trying, like he's done with many players, to give you an opportunity to, you know, get your career off to a certain point where you can go on and make some money. But he hasn't grabbed it. Kadarius Tony has not grabbed that. He didn't grab it with the Giants. He's not grabbing it with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now you up against a coach that everybody is going to give the benefit of the doubt and believe, much like you said, Richard, because there's no track record that says – 
Andy Reid is a liar or a bad guy. No one would ever say that. Mm. There's no way. But in the end, I do believe he was hurt at some point in time. And I do believe that that injury probably has gotten him feeling like I'm healed and I can play. Rather than them just say, we don't want to play him, they'd rather use the injury because if they say he's inactive because he's a healthy scratch, people are going to point to the mistakes that has been made mm. in his past, Skip. So you think they're exaggerating the the how lasting the injuries are? You know, I, I, like, absolutely. Yeah, right. I think yeah. that absolutely because – it doesn't mean, I don't know what Richard yeah. is saying, the NFLPA will attack that, right? Yeah. You lose draft picks and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that the medical staff is saying, well, there's still a bruise wherever, right? <laughs> it, 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 well, I can run, yeah. I can run. Well, you know, it's like the guy, it's like the, the quarterback that, that takes over for the other guy and he's standing there with the clipboard and he's like, he's the starter, you're paying him a lot of money, but the other guy's cooking. Mm. Drew Bledsoe, a la Tom Brady. Just, I know you're healthy to play, but just... Just yeah. sit tight right now. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what you got. Okay. There was a reason the Giants made Kadarius Toney available to the Chiefs, right? Because yeah. they were pretty much finished with him. But Kadarius Toney is a talented young man. And in the wake of Tyreek last year, they needed him. And, and occasionally he contributed because in the Super Bowl, remember that punt return? That was 65 yards down to the five-yard line in the fourth quarter. This is Pretty big play in the Super Bowl, right? Wouldn't, wasn't it? I'd go crucial for, mm -hmm. for what they were. Mm -hmm. Critical. All right? So he's had his moments, and, and yet he's starting to go south for an organization that is first class. And I'm with you on Andy Reid. For, for, I've known dozens of players who have played for him. I, I've never heard a discouraging word about Andy Reid. I, I don't think he's careless with the truth. I don't think he equivocates. I think you know where you stand. I think he's up front. But are they trying to almost do the kid a favor to, to sort of give him a reason for not playing? Because he, he's not playing because he wasn't producing, because of what you just said, that he's Absolutely. messing up. That's Absolutely. why he's not playing. Absolutely. Now, Andy said that they're full speed ahead. They hope and wish that he's going to be ready to play in the Super Bowl. I, I'm going to be surprised at that after – that yesterday, I, I just don't know. Because that's not the Kansas City Chiefs way. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, 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 because if he plays and, and, and he has a mistake or they, they lose or he has a yeah. penalty or something happens that he has a negative effect on the game, the speculation and the, the questions are going to come, why'd you play him? You just won an AFC championship against arguably the best team in the National Football League yep. um, in the Baltimore Ravens, this best great defense, and you didn't feel like you needed him then, but no. then you go to the Super Bowl and you use him and he makes a mistake that's been characteristic this year. Why? You know, you, okay. you, in these situations, Skip, players never really get, are ever going to get the benefit of the doubt. No. It's just the Agreed. organizations are always one step, two steps ahead of the player. The moment that the frustration, the player uh, visualizes the frustration or gives you an opening where you see he's not happy about something, we all point back to that player, is, is, his talent is so high, but he's not giving them anything. That may be true, but at the same time, organizations in the National Football League, no matter how pristine they are, they still do things that make you scratch your head. Mm. 
You, 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 no matter how great we love Andy Reid, no matter how much we love him and, and, and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and all those sort of things, organizations will only give you a certain amount of information mm -hmm. and make you think that that particular player is a real problem. Yep. That's just that, that's how the yep. league is. I don't care. You can go to all 32 teams, dog. I'm telling you the truth. Yep. They're going to tell you what they want you to believe in the point. message that I they agree. want out there. That's what they do. Now, okay. I, that's why I started off by saying I think both, when you look at it, both are telling the truth. There's some truth in both. There's okay. absolute, this kid absolutely, Richard, probably could play. Probably could right. mm -hmm. because you're always injured in the National Football League. Always. It's 17 games. Yep. You're never healthy. You don't get healthy again until April. But guess what? Hey. You go to mini camps and all that, you get injured again. Mm -hmm. So you're never really fully healthy in a 12-month in a calendar. So, yep. yeah, he's got something wrong with him, but not enough to stop him from playing him in the playoffs. Yeah. So there's one other wrinkle to this. Rashi Rice, uh, all of a sudden, I look up over the last four weeks, he's he can balling. play. No, he, he can, can play. play. No, he can he, play. He is playing strong. He's playing physical. Yeah. He's playing confidently. He's playing like he belongs in the National Football League, and you can just see SMU his rise. Kid. He's an SMU kid, but he, 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 he's playing with strength. You know, he's playing with run-after-catch strength. And once Travis Kelsey sort of came back to life over the last three weeks, all of a sudden that – You know, he hey. – Rasheed Rice, and I, and I know him yeah. – again, I know him very well. Uh, and, and so when he came out of SMU – he had a lot of red flags. Mm. There was a lot of questions about his character because he, you know, he he had some personal incidents and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I can speak on it because I know about it. Yep. But Patrick Mahomes personally scouted him personally mm. because of the Texas. He worked out with Patrick Mahomes months before the draft. And Patrick Patrick said to Andy them, we got to this. Let's, let's yeah. get him. Yeah. Let's get him. He had a first right. round grade, but because. The red flags, it just, you know, it drops you. Some teams mm -hmm. just take you off the board, all those sort of things. But Andy Reid just sat back and was quiet. And this kid is, is certainly figured out the National Football League. Early yeah. on, he had mm -hmm. a case of the drops as well. So I was a little down on him. And I told him personally, I'm like, man, you can't, if you want to be a star in this league, you can't put the ball. You out there dropping, as, as, as Andre Rising would say, you out there dropping Bentleys and Porsches, man. Yeah, can't true. do that. Good can't 100%. do it. <clears throat> But Kadarius is yeah, and, go and ahead, I, Richard. Yeah. I think I think you make a great point, Skip. I think they're protecting the kid. I think they tried to do him a solid by by saying, hey, he's banged up right now, trying to get him healthy. We don't want to make him look bad. We don't want to sit here and say, he's cost us games. We're not gonna play him. We're not gonna put him in a situation where he could cost us an AFC championship game where we have to play mistake-free football in order to have a chance to beat the Baltimore Ravens. We're not gonna put him out there. So it's like they tried to do him a solid, and to Key's point, everybody's hurt. There's every single player on these 53-man rosters yeah. you could probably put on the injury report for an elbow, a hand, a sprain, a, a, a knee, a, a bruise, something. You're back. You yeah. know, National Football League, this is a violent game. So you're right, Key. It's probably both true, and he's probably healthy enough to play, Like, but he's just not understanding. They're trying to do you a solid, brother. They're, they're yeah. trying to say, hey, exactly. we, we didn't play you. Yeah. Because we don't think you're supposed to be out there, but we don't want to tell the world that. But you're about to make us have to tell the world that. I haven't played in 100 years, and I'm still hurt. 
And, and yet, you, you actually came out pretty unscathed because you, yeah. you didn't have any terrible things happen. No, just right. an ankle, a little ankle. That was it, a little snap yeah. ankle. Yeah, all right. Okay, in a moment, ankle. we got to talk about this. It sure looked like Legereus Sneed tried to trip Zay, Pla excuse me, Zay Flowers on that play of the game the other day. This flew under the radar during and just after Sunday's game in Baltimore. My man Lil Wayne pointed it out to me yesterday. It certainly appears that LeJarius Sneed attempted to trip Zay Flowers as he tried to tackle him on that 54-yard catch and run. Was that at least part of the reason Flowers taunted Sneed and got penalized for it? Richard Sherman, your view of this, please. Um, it, it looks like he, he tried to skip, but, it, you know, he's just trying to make the tackle. Would it by any means make the tackle? I, you know, I don't know if that's why Zay Flowers taunted him. I don't know if that's why. You know, maybe they went back and forth throughout the game. I know they had Legereus Sneed following Zay Flowers, so, you know, it's just they probably did. competitiveness. But it's youth. It's youth showing, and there were Kansas City, um, there were Baltimore fans talking about when Travis Kelsey caught the ball over Kyle Hamilton, and he kind of looked down at him, but he went away from him, spiked the ball, and then got hyped somewhere else. He didn't throw the ball down at him and yeah. stand over him and flex because he knows if you do that, that's going to be a toning call. But this tripping call, they didn't call it. I got you. I got you. They didn't call it. If they did, what, they would have been at the six, the, yeah. the three, it would have been half the yards. Half the distance to the, yes. to, the, to the goal, I mean, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. Like, no. let's not act like that would have changed something dramatically. If you talk about earlier in the game, uh, in, in, well, actually in the fourth quarter, there was a tripping call that could have been called on the Baltimore Ravens in the end zone that would have led to a safety. Yeah. And if you would have called that, that would have been points in them getting the ball back in the fourth quarter, an extra possession, and points in a ball game where there weren't very many points, period. So if you want to sit there and, and, and nitpick and say, what if they would have did this? What if they would have did this? Like, then we could do that all day and we could talk. This is the playoffs. The refs aren't calling everything. They're going to let the game be dictated and, and, and decided by the players. Like, that was a play. They let play out. Cool. Zay Flowers decided, I'm going to throw the ball at him, flex, and, and look down at him and show I'm the bigger man, I'm a bad man. And they're going to call that. They're going to call that. They wouldn't have called if he would have just if he would have just turned around and spun the ball. They would have let it go. If he would have just have. flexed on him a little bit, they probably would have let that go. But when you do all of it together, they're going to call that. So he'll learn from that. But I don't want to sit here and speculate about oh this was tripping and this would have made a difference. What about this? What about that? Because the same thing that makes you laugh could have made you cry if the shoe was on the other foot. I actually don't think I actually don't think that they would have called it at all if they would have saw it. Because he didn't trip him. Had he tripped him and it was an open field, then maybe you you look at it and go, oh, you can't, you can't do that. The 15-yard penalty is a youth move. That's all it is. Zay, Zay Flowers is young. He's excited. He doesn't understand. And as crazy as it sounds, he doesn't understand all the rules. They don't register to him like they would Richard Sherman or myself because we had played for four years from now. He'll know. Not to ever do that. You know, yeah. The fact that he pushed him on the shoulder as he got up, he used him. You know how many times I used people to get up off the ground, whether it was their helmet. <laughs> no, you, you know, Richard, I would use the helmet, push yes. myself up off the ground. They're not going to call that. But when yes. you stand over a dude, you spin the ball, and you look at him, there was an emphasis 
uh, it was about three years ago with the referees on this taunting. They wanted to clean up yep. these sort of acts a couple years ago. So <clears throat> they're still paying attention to it. Zay Flowers made a mistake, a youthful mistake. Go back before time you wasn't in the league yet, Richard. Plexico Burris was a rookie, I believe, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming from college. Plex caught my man Plex catches the football, slides down on the ground, and throws the ball down. Because in his mind, the clock stopped because I'm in college. When I hit my knee on the ground, the play's dead. <laughs> but he's in the National Football League now, yeah. and it didn't <clears throat> register. He never made that mistake again the rest of his career. We've all done things in these games early in our career where you go, huh. I had a hard time in the beginning of my career getting two feet down on the sidelines. I was taking long strides one foot because in college, one foot inbounds, first down. I must have lost a number of first downs because I couldn't figure out how to get both feet down. But then once I did, the rest was history. This will too happen to Zay Jones. It, look, it, it's, it's a mistake on his part. He knows that the coaches told him <clears throat> on the sideline when he went to the sideline, don't do that again, and it won't happen again. Just okay, go. but the question is, is it possible, this is what Lil Wayne and I went back and forth about, is it possible that Zay did believe that Legereus tried to trip him and that, that was in part the motivation no. for taunting him. No. Okay, and I'm not trying to make no, the case. No, I'm just he's telling. not. He's taunting him, Skip, yeah. because he's hyped. He's cooking. That's what he it looks like. Good. He, he out there, right, Richard? Like you said, they battling. Right. He's following him everywhere. They chirping, you know, and, and he just letting him know, I got a big play on you. Right. Yeah. Like I got, I mean, I'm eating off your plate right now. Like, I'm him. Like, you can't guard me. What's up? And that's that, that he's not worried about him tripping him. He said, look, you can't guard me. I got over 100 yards in the game. I'm balling. It's the AFC championship game. All they did was tell me all week how you were the answer, but I'm still a problem. That's what he was doing. See, the push right there, he can get away with yeah. that. He, got, he would have been fine, yeah. Skip. Yeah. He would have got away with that yeah. one. But it's the spin of the ball. It's the standover. It's the flexing of the muscles. Yeah. You know, you, you can't do that. <laughs> you just can't. I think he tried to trip him because he's thinking, I cannot get this kid on the ground because he is cat quick. That, that may have been the case. Maybe Ooh. he did try and trip him, but yeah. him tripping him did not register in yeah. Zay, Jones, Zay yeah. Flowers' mind that this dude's trying to trip me, so I'm going to spin the ball on him. Yeah. So, Richard, right, right. the strategy on this play was interesting to me because it looked like Legereus lined up at safety to me, and I don't know why. Yeah, they ran invert. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, I hate this coverage because okay. I got beat in it a, a few times really? because you're never in this position as a corner. No. Because it, it, the Washington Redskins did it. They caught us in it. And when you get <clears throat> two verticals as a safety, you do it all the time. It's cover two. You get two verticals. You, you stay to the outside. You let the middle read player run with the, you know, the, the run yeah. through player deal with the middle one. But when you're a corner and you don't deal with it all the time, when you're playing half field safety and you're getting stuck in a situation, you sit there and say, oh, this over route is in front of my face and yeah. it's wide open. I know yeah. I got this go route, but the quarterback's looking at this. I'm rarely in this position. I'm going to my instincts are going to take me here. And that's what happened to Legereus Sneed. His instincts took him to the over route because it's invert cover two. So the flat defender is now the safety and the deep half defender is now the corner. And it's a position he's rarely put in. So he got stuck. Why would you do? Why would you invert? I, I don't even know. Would, would no, that never, confuse never mind, Lamar? Ne, I mean, never mind that skip. Yeah, 
I just heard him say he got beat a couple times. I ain't never <laughs> heard that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, 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 look, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. They had, they had, they had the tight end running up the seam, and they had D Jack running up the sideline. I say, boy, that's a rock and a hard place. Yes, we beat either way. Yeah, that 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 always happens in an in invert coverage. That's why they, that's why you go verts because the corner, if the corner falls off on the seam, you you a duck on the sideline. If he stays too wide on the sideline, you a duck on the seam. That's why, that's why you put that pressure on him. Yeah, but the irony was. The guy Legereus is traveling with to cover to single cover. Now in the invert coverage, he just lets him run loose into the flat, and Lamar's like, "Thank you, I'll take this all day." And he was it was their only because bust you, of the day. Yeah, if, if you usually expect the flat defender if it's a corner and it's go route, they try, they reroute, and then we give some depth to the to the safety. You know, yeah, you you're going to reroute and you're going to give him some depth. You see. But the safeties are not in that position very often, so they don't usually reroute, and they're not going to sink. They're going to play pretty shallow. So it's two people playing kind of positions that they rarely ever play, and it was a great drawn-up play by Todd Munkin in Baltimore. It was. So one last thing that Keyshawn pointed out to me, Zay Flowers makes a series of mistakes, including getting stripped at the goal line, but once he catches the ball in the flat, Stay left. He, he's got him. He's got left. it because Legereus is not quick enough to stop him from getting to the flag, right? Well, once you make the one move right here, Skip, yeah. well, here it is. It. It's clean. He, now, he, bam, let's stay left. Now let's stay left. Just right stay there. left. Just, just go. Him. Just run. Run, run to the two-yard line. He's got it. Run to the two-yard yeah. line. When you cut yeah. back, you're cutting into traffic. I just don't you think never he could have stopped him. He couldn't have stopped him. No. Getting to the corner. He would have outraced him. Yeah. He would have got to the He would him, and if anything, give him – Give him a little stiff arm, and you got him. Reach the ball. Like, give him a little stiff. Stay right there. Yeah, he could have. He, he definitely had him. I'm sure LeJarius, when he saw him cut back, was like, thank goodness. But, but, thank goodness. You, that but is this, is, this is real film room conversations that me and Richard are having right now. Even on the shallow, even on the goal line fumble. Yeah. Rather than die, because whenever you die, the ball's coming out. All he had to do was cover up and just go between the two. And, and, he'd have scored a touchdown. It's also a first down. Like, yes. you've, you've got a first down. But when you, you die, whenever you leave your feet, there's a chance you're probably going to fumble. That's just, that's just it because you're, you're loose with the football. The football's out. It's easy for Richard to come and punch it out. If I clutch and I go down, I'm now protecting myself. That's why when running backs get the football, come through the hole, the first thing they do is they don't run like this. Mm. I mean, Shady McCoy did, but that was, you know, Shady out there with a loaf of bread. But that's really the only guy. Otherwise, if he just puts his shoulder pads down, that's a touchdown on the shot. Now, just skip, skip. Just, yeah. There, there are certain coaches that have bench you for that. Yes, this right that'll here. That have bench you for that. because do that. Bench you for you diving? Because you yeah. can't. No, bench you for putting the ball out. Yes. And when it's not either for the game on fourth down Correct. or for the game on the goal line. If you're not in no situation and you fumble, there are certain coaches, you go sit down. Go sit down okay. for a minute. All right. But see, that's a young – but again, that's a young mistake. Okay. A youth. He, he, youth. He won't do that in the future. Okay, but think about their plight. This kid changed their lives, man, because oh, yeah. they did not have this. And you Big saw the, the first touchdown they tried, pass. They tried it with Hollywood Brown, but, did, was but, a it different, a lot, this, but it was a, a different, different offensive coordinator, and, too. And, and this is different. 
he's got a gear that even Hollywood, to me, did not have or does mm -hmm. not have. Because mm -hmm. this kid is very special in, in like his explosiveness. Well, yeah, I like him. He's learned a bunch Little of pit lessons. Bull. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Little pit boy. Him in that open field, I was like, Ooh. when he got when he got Sneed in all that space, I said, Ooh, that's, that's not where you want to be with this no. boy. But I knew, I knew, as I told you before, when you asked me earlier in the season about knowing him and talking to him, when I met him at the rookie yeah. premiere out here in L.A. and just he had did. a conversation with him, yep. I knew, I'm like, yeah, he's, he's going, going to be, to be okay. Yeah. yeah. You could just tell, you could tell football was important to him. Yeah. All right, up next, we got to talk about... The Chiefs' game plan going into Baltimore, I think it was to bully the bullies in their backyard. We discuss next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. We are joined now by my favorite person in all the sports, man who was the center of the sports universe for much of the football season. His Colorado Buffaloes now moved to the Big 12, actually kind of back to Big 8 country. And we're about to talk about Colorado's schedule next fall. It was just released. But Deion Sanders joins us now to talk about that and all things Coach Prime. Good morning to you, sir. How you doing, my man? My favorite. How you doing, Thank man? You. I, I, we, we appreciate just me and Keyshawn here. And I wanted to start you off because I, I saw something on the Internet that Somebody close to you bought you a new mansion. Is that correct? Somewhere just outside oh, they, of Boulder? They, yeah. they didn't buy the mansion. They wanted me to see several homes that I would like. I don't think I would have the audacity, the <laughs> audacity to allow my kids to buy me a mansion. I don't Unless know. they're in the NFL already and they want to do that. But no, that, no yeah. they wanted me to see several places, make sure that Pop would be comfortable when they depart. Yeah. Good. Oh, okay. I was because I was like, I said, I'm, well, I mean, I need some kids like that in my life, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no yeah. They, they they plan on doing it. They definitely plan on doing it. And the, the home we we looked at amongst the others were it was beautiful. It was phenomenal. Beautiful. So, coach, as you look back on all that transpired this past football season, your first in Boulder. What does it leave you feeling? What, what what's your reflection on what what all transpired? Uh, we instilled hope in our fans, our, our, our student body, as well as the, the faculty and everybody associated with the Colorado Buffaloes. But now it's it's time to go cash in on that. Yep. It's time to go do it for real. It's time to put up or shut up and, and let's go get it. So we went out and not fit the roster once again, but we got some players in which we need it in valuable positions, especially the offensive line. Yeah. Prime, other than leaving the Pac-12 conference and going to the Big 12 conference, what will be different for you guys this year opposed to the way things ended well, last year? Uh, the personnel, first of all, you know what you need and you went out and got what you needed. We had the roster was so horrendous we had to flip it. I mean, you you know, yeah. you guys know we inherited some some bull junk. Mm -hmm. So we we flipped it. Now we really have what we need, not just bodies just walking around aimlessly, uh, as well as the coaching staff. Um, and we, we're probably going to hire a defensive coordinator within the next two days, maybe today, maybe even today, really? and in the next two days, because we had to allow those pro guys to get all those interviews out now. Uh, we identified a few of them because I want a pro guy that, that it can teach 
and instruct at another level. That's what we have on the offense. That's what we pretty much have on the whole darn staff um, is guys that have taught and played the pro game because that's where these guys are headed. And I want to give them the navigational system to get there. But I'm excited about the season, Keith. I feel like we uh, we have everything we need to be successful. So, Coach, what percent better are you next year after your recruiting and your portal? What like what what percentage leap do you think you could take next year over what you had last year? I can't say the percentage. I just can honestly say we fulfilled all the needs. We fulfilled a need in the offensive line. You're probably going to see a whole new entire offensive line. You're probably going to see the defensive line probably is going to be new as well. Uh, the, the DBs, uh, safeties did a substantial job last season. That's not saying it just because Charlotte's back there, but we had some good safety play. We, we got to step it up with the linebackers as well. We're still going to go out, probably maybe get another one or two linebackers to give us some depth. But even the special teams, because the non-starters, they're the guys that dominate your special team, then we needed to step up on that level as well. So we we pretty much stepped up every level inside this building. And I'm happy and pleased. Like when I go downstairs and I work out with the guys that are sitting there watching them, I love what I see. I love a competitive nature. I love our leadership that's being taken in every position. And I love what these guys want and how they're going about getting it. You know, Prime, I, I had a, a chance, obviously, to see all 12 games except probably 10 minutes total of y'all last year. That's that's how invested I was in the program and in you. What would you, if you if you look back at it, and, and we don't, as as athletes, we don't like to look back at, you know, the history of right, what right, the mistakes right. were and things like that. But if you look back, what would you do different now if you had that opportunity? Oh. Shoot, that's a great question, Key. I don't think I would do anything different, but just the personnel. I mean, not only the personnel, the coaching and the way we went about things, and I'm I'm the first one to take that responsibility. We stepped it up at every darn level. I mean, you're going to see uh, Coach Sherman, what he's doing with the offense is, is, is going to be pro-minded, and he's really good at what he does, as well as um, our defensive guy. We, our defensive staff is intact in right now, and we, we – can't. So, so I almost slipped, almost said something I couldn't say. <laughs> but, but, but we're hiring the, the correct people um, defensively as well. I, 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 Key, honestly, last year was just, we instilled hope. But but this year, man, we, we got to go do it. Yeah. We, we got to go do it. We have the quarterback. We have the receivers. We have the offensive line. We have the secondary, the defensive line. Uh, shoot, we got to go do it. Mm. So, Dion, I think I read the other day that you said you can be a playoff team next year. Obviously, it expands to 12 teams. Are you sticking by that at this point? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I, I Shoot, I believe, man. I don't just wear this on my shirt and on my chest. I truly believe that that what we have in-house. Last year, and Key watched all these games, man, we were seven points away from a multitude of wins, uh, probably seven or eight more wins. We just didn't know how to win. We got we got our butts kicked twice. We got our butts really kicked twice. There was no win. When we walked in, it was 30 on the scoreboard. Mm. But uh, several of those games, we could have won those games. We could have really been a uh, definitely a, a, a bowl team, but we could have been someone who made a lot of noise. We made noise, but now we're going to make some sounds. Yeah. There's a difference. So, Love that. So, Prime, tell me about your new book, um, 
elevate and dominate 21 ways on and off the field <laughs> due to be released in March. Give, give me a little scoop. Well, I tell you what, Key, I could just spit chapters we have. Uh, even if it's broke, keep moving. You know, set your own thermostat. Be where your feet are. Make confidential natural odor. Are you a leader or a dog? A master of the three W's. Won't work, win. Um, know who you are, what you are, and how you are, and how you get down. I mean, it's a fight for what's right. Dream big. Time is a wonderful storyteller. Thriving in a diverse world. Finish. I mean, there's so many interesting chapters that I want people to read this and feel like I could go get mine. I could go do it. I got time. God, I got time to go do this. It's time. I'm, I'm tired of procrastinating. I'm tired of putting this off. I'm tired of blaming somebody. It's on me, and I can go Love do it. That. This guy is giving me the roadmap of going to get it. This handsome guy on the cover is giving me the roadmap <laughs> of how to go flat out. <laughs> Are you? I want every, you know me, man. I want everybody to elevate and dominate, man. Oh, I yeah. want you guys to, to to do your thing. You know how we get down. We we. I'm one of those guys. I want to see the best in everybody. Mm-hmm. I want you to go get it. Can I, can I assume that some of these are plastered throughout the facilities to remind the kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and right behind me. It's on my wall in my office. All these things are plastered amongst the wall, but I live this stuff. I don't just spit it out. I, actually, I absolutely live this stuff, and I love the life I live, and I live the life I love. I really do. We got to wait till September. We got to wait till I got to wait till September, man. So, so, Dion, can you quickly walk us through this just now released Big 12 schedule of yours? You open with that yeah. FCS perennial power North Dakota State at home, and then you flip the script that's from not, last that, year that, because that, you have to go to Nebraska and go to Colorado State. Go ahead. Yeah, that, don't underestimate North Dakota State. Those no. guys come to play, and they can they play. Can Nebraska, play. that's going to be a good one. They got a wonderful coach, Coach Rule. Colorado State. I, I I wish we could start off with that one. Yes, you um, do. Baylor, shoot, Central Florida, and yeah. Central Florida. That means we're going to the crib. I love that. We're we we, we probably have about 25, 25 Florida kids on the team, Kansas wow. State. And all these schools, man, when I'm looking at these schools, I'm looking at their coaches. They're well coached. These teams are well coached. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I really am. And I cannot wait to really get into the Big 12 and do what we're doing. We got a wonderful commissioner in Brett. He's a wonderful guy, wonderful man, has a wonderful staff, and he has vision. He can see it. And I'm just happy that we are part of it. Hats off to my, my AD, uh, Rick George, man. If you, you look at the college football playoff format now, it moves to 12 teams opposed to the four. Do you look at that? I mean, obviously, 12 teams get in. It's a little bit different. But do you look at that and say to yourself, right. We're gonna be right in the mix. Like this is this is set up yes. perfect for us. Yes, I look at that and said, man, this this move is it, it, the timing is impeccable. Um, the conference is, is impeccable. The playoff being it um, allowed it a multitude of more teams. I think eight more teams. Uh, man, this is perfect for us. Let's go get it. This is what's up on the bulletin board. Not not the ignorance of other schools and people talking about us because they're doing that right now. Why are we doing this? But. I love it, and these guys want to win, man, at all costs. And they want to go to the next level. So we went out and got a bunch of guys that have the feeling and the attitude that they want to go pro. Not that they just want to be great college football players. Yeah. These guys have a goal going pro and taking care of those family needs and desires. So, Coach, you've got home games against Kansas State and Utah. 
but you have to go to mm-hmm. Arizona, you have to go to Texas Tech, you have to go to Kansas. So those will be tough places to play. But you still like tough the way this shapes up, right? I love it. But first of all, at the end, I don't see nothing cold in there because, you know, I'm a Florida boy who resides in Texas well. and, and Boulder right now. So it ain't nothing cold right there. So we have no excuses. So it's up to us to go get it. November 23rd in Kansas. I think Kansas weather should be all right right then. Yeah. But these schools are, are like, I'm saying, like I'm saying, they're well-coached teams. And But I love I love what we bring to the table. I, I love it. I love, love the way the schedule flows for us. And uh, even even getting a peek in, in in Florida to go allow our fan base to see how we get down in Florida, some of those kids to get ready to play in their home state. But I absolutely love it. I think it's a great schedule. Uh, I don't like starting off with two or three games away, but yeah. it is what it is, and we got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they 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 you you handle business. Speaking of handling business, you've always been obviously upfront, honest, and true about everything throughout your entire life. That's why you are who you are, and that's why we tend to follow you, both as players when we played and even when we don't play. So I want to ask you this, because I know the answer to it already. How many times this past season, meaning from, let's say, December to today, your phone rung about you potentially going to other opportunities (laughs) to coach? How many times? (laughs) Couple times. Couple times, couple times, but I'm happy where I am. As you see, if I'm out there um, home shopping with the, with my kid, that means I don't plan on going anywhere. No. I got a kickstand down. I'm no. straight. I mean, I'm straight. I, I love this fan base. I love. I'm looking out the window right now. These snow covered mountains. I love. I've been snowmobiling the last two weekends. It's key. That's something that a Florida boy ain't never done in his life. <laughs> so. Absolutely love it. I mean, Skip, I even got on one of those lift things, man. I had to get in the one that was enclosed because I was not about to get in the one that you're hanging outside. No. But I got in the lift. I mean, loving life right now. My kids are uh, snowboarding. Shallow is Shador. I'm telling him to take it easy, but he went out snowmobiling with a couple of his linemen. So we're doing things that we have would have never fathomed, man, and I'm happy about it. But I love me some Colorado. Wow. Like, I'm going to give my boy, Mr. Urich Brett, uh, my commissioner, he told me this, but I took it after the third time. I don't inherit a legacy. I build it. Mm. Okay? Beautiful. Yeah, I'm not that kind of guy that's going to run off to somebody else's school and, and inherit an already okay. winning team and they just two, three games away. No, no, no. I inherited some bull junk and I'm going to fix it. You did. Dion, how much would it mean to you for your son to win the Heisman Trophy next year? Um, I don't give a damn about no Heisman, man. I, I care about winning. Okay. I forget the Heisman. I want win, period. That the win. But see, understanding if you win the Heisman, that means you've won. Because usually they don't wow. give it to the guys that, that they can yeah. be phenomenal statistically. Yeah, I mean, Shador is, uh, shoot, he's with his lineman every day. I call him his security team. He don't even, they, they don't even go anywhere without him. I mean, he's everywhere with those guys and they're building that, that, Unity, that the relationship, and uh, he loved it. He's down there working out with him right now. He wanted to work out in that group. Mm-hmm. So he told him to put all the quarterbacks with the linemen workout group early in the morning. So that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So he, he asked you about the Heisman, but I'm not going to ask you about the Heisman. I'm going to ask you about the Thorpe. If Shiloh wins the Thorpe, who's the better DB in the family now? <laughs> what about what about Travis? Ooh. You know, yeah, what about yeah, all these other dogs? No, 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 I, no, that's true. <laughs> no, no, that's true. That's true, Prime. Travis is on the team. 
And he's the he's the dog at the corner spot. But I mean, from a family standpoint, you got the thought known clearly as the best defensive yeah. back to ever lace him up in college or in the NFL. But then you got the little guy with the 21 on who, right. you know, he, he mess around and get one. I yeah, can imagine crazy. what that is going to be like at the dinner table. <laughs> you know what I told him, Keith? I say it's a guy that I, he's a dear friend of mine and I love him in life. I want you guys to attack it like he attacked it because he was the number one pick overall. You know that guy? I think he played for USC. Yeah. He was a bad boy, he, but he wasn't number one. That's what I want. I want my sons to be like yeah. that guy right there that went number one in the overall draft. You know anybody like that, Keith? <laughs> well, they, they look, put it this way. They certainly are headed in the right direction. That's for sure. They are. There, there you go. There you go. That's what we want. We want what you got. <laughs> so, Coach, we got to let you get back to work. We love you. Miss having you on the show. Look forward to next fall. And good luck with this new Big 12 schedule. Hey, Playmaker, Richard Sherman, where they at? They in the bed sleep somewhere. How y'all let them off, man? Well, man, Playmaker, he off right now doing off. something else. And Sherm just took a segment off. Yeah. They'll be right okay, back. Okay, well, tell Sherm I love him. I appreciate it, man. I want to see Will him do. in his offseason, too. All right. All right. I love y'all, Skip. Thank you, All Coach. Right, appreciate you. All right. In a moment, we need to talk about Chiefs. I mentioned this earlier. Their game plan at Baltimore, according to them, was to bully bullies in their backyard, and they did just that. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Once again, your turn. Hashtag undisputed live. Here we go. First tweet from CJ Niners. Richard Sherman on all the Brock haters and doubters. As Cedric says, get oh, yeah. the hell out of my way. Yeah, <laughs> that's Richard. Out of my way. Next up from Jared. Me while watching the Lakers. One of my favorite scenes from Anchorman Ron Burgundy. I'm in a glass case of emotions. Richard and Keyshawn on a nightly basis, or ever, I should say every other nightly basis, right? Yeah. yeah. I have hope, though. Yeah, yeah that's me. Okay. I, I, that's I'm, I'm losing Richard. hope. And finally, from Maverick, Lamar Prescott does it again. Yeah, well. No way. Oh. That's not, we're not doing oh. that. That ain't oh. what we're doing. Oh. That's not what we doing. That's cold, man. Even I can't go there. Would you take Lamar or would you take that? Stop. I'm just asking Lamar. you. Okay, I'm, just, I'm done I'm with just... Dak. I keep telling you guys I'm done, and you say you're stuck with it. You are stuck with it. They're about to Thank extend you. him in about yeah, three months. Good. Extend it. A lot of money. Extend my months. misery. I'll be oh, in a glass case million. of emotions for the next seven years, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here is Justin Tucker's explanation of Sunday's on-field pregame incident with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Take a listen. I've been doing the exact same thing for 12 years. Never really had a problem with anybody. You know, and I, I saw Patrick there trying to warm up and get some drop back. So uh, he asked me while I was on the ground stretching, like, if I could move my helmet. So I happily got up and I moved my helmet out of the way. At least I thought it was enough out of the way. Um, and then uh, Travis comes over and he just kicks my stuff and he throws my helmet. And I just thought it was all just some gamesmanship, um, you know, all in good fun. But they seem to be taken a little bit more seriously. Uh, looked pretty serious to me. So, Richard, whose side are you on here? I'm on both. I'm on both people's side because I understand both sides of it. Justin Tucker has done this his entire career. He's kicked those field goals 
from the goal line. Yep. That's part of his routine. He's one of the best in football. He's a well-respected guy, Hall of Famer. <clears throat> but I also understand Patrick Mahomes is warming up right there, and that's his routine. And and Justin understands that in these situations, there are kickers do warm up on the other team's part of the field. That that is what happens. I don't know why they do it, but they do it. But when you see them come out, you know they're going to be throwing right here. You know it's probably time to move. And Justin's a little bit of an antagonist, and I respect yeah. it because Robbie Gold used to be the same way yeah. in San Francisco. He'd be kicking through the field, the, the cheerleaders, and, <laughs> and and doing everything just to antagonize the other team. Mm. But I think Patrick and, and Travis understood the moment. Hey, this is serious. We're not playing around. We're not messing around today. We're not playing these little kid games. Like, get this out the way. We got business to handle, and they set the tone. Mm. No, I can't be. I'm on both sides. Mm. I'm not at all. I'm with Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes. Are you really? Get your really? blank out the way. Okay. I don't care what you've been doing for the last 12 years. I don't care that you you may get a gold jacket. All that, that has nothing to do with what we can ready to do right now. Right now, we can ready to play each other. We're not friends. We're not cool. No. No, at all. Because God forbid the wind comes and one of those footballs happen to just roll while my quarterback is dropping back or I'm running a route or something. You in a damn way. Go another end, man. Or... or if you want to kick, get your ass to the stadium earlier before we get here, and you can kick on our side of the field. I don't have no problem with that at all. Mm. My boy Warren Sapp used to run through people's drills all the time. Run through them pregame mm -hmm. to get, get away from us. Like when they're stretching. When they're stretching. Yeah. Yeah. We got into a big yeah. old fight with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I came out the locker room. It's like, what the hell is going on? Because Sapp done danced through the Pittsburgh Steelers stretching. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't mind. I'm glad Kelsey did what he did. I'm glad he picked up the hell with the footballs and threw them out the way. Get your butt out of here, man. We're just talking about, oh, I'm okay with it. Dude. Respect. Man, ain't no respect. Ain't no respect. None. No, no. Zero. I'm I'm okay because that's his routine. That's what he done every every game. You look up, but you Justin ain't doing, it, gonna be but doing you, that. But you're not doing it against us. You can go do it against the Niners or, or or the Seahawks or the Bucks or whoever. You can go do it against them. You're not doing it against us. That's the way Kelsey looked at it in Mahomes, and I'm glad they did that. I'm so glad they did okay, that. Okay, but it wasn't at Kansas City. It was at Baltimore. I don't right? give a damn okay. where it was at. Yeah. No, Skip. We warm up on this end of the field. This is our end of the field. It is. If, again, if you wanted to kick field goals and PATs, get to the stadium early and do it. Don't do it while we're here because we're trying to go through our routine that we do on our end of the field yeah. every single game. Okay, and then to Richard's point, Justin being a little bit of an antagonist himself, then he goes immediately and sets up his little holding apparatus for the football, and Patrick just slaps it out of the way. I was literally yeah, about to say, know, just, if it was me, I'd yeah. have picked it up and threw it. Well, that's what he did. He yeah, just, I'd have picked it up and did. threw it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have picked it up and threw it. Okay. So at first I'm thinking, well, pick on somebody your own size because they're picking on the kicker, even though he is the most respected kicker in the league. But there were skirmishes all over the field. And then I saw quotes from several Chiefs, especially their offensive line, after the game saying our plan was to bully the bullies because they didn't like the way Baltimore was talking before the game. And they were, they were pushing and shoving. And then Kelsey was out of his mind during the game, especially in the first half. Every play ends with Kelsey pushing and shoving. He could have drawn a flag because he was could have like could have would have should have, yeah, but he no, didn't. But he didn't. I, I'm he didn't just not it. like like yeah. I don't know me. 
the way I approached the game and the way I was, Skip, and you didn't have an opportunity to really be in my locker room or cover yeah. me out on the field, Richard, and you didn't get a chance to see me. I mean, you saw me play, but you didn't get a chance to play against me. I wasn't, you know this, Richard, and you do too, Skip, but you do in particular, Richard, because you've been on the field. When coaches go talking to other coaches in the pregame, yeah. oh, man, I used to – I remember I told Sean Payton to Todd Haley one time, I dog-cursed them for talking to yeah. the other team's coaches. Yeah. And, and they know each other, but I'm like, no, why are you over there – fraternizing with the enemy. Like, yeah. you you sitting over there holding kind of what you telling my damn plays? Like, I get, I get fired up over that sort of stuff because yeah. between them white lines, it's us against them. Yeah. They, ain't had, they ain't got nothing right. for you. Yeah. They ain't got nothing for you because they're trying to beat you right. and take something away from you. Yeah. So do you guys remember the and, Patrick? And, go ahead, Richard. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say they were imposing their will. And, and they, to your point, were. Skip, yeah. if, you watch, if you watch Travis Kelsey – with Kyle Hamilton specifically. Exactly. He was doing extras. And Key, you notice, he was doing extras by the pile just to set the tone. Like when he caught the few oh, passes yeah. on him, even on run plays, Kyle Hamilton would be standing by the pile, he just shove him. Just to yeah. shove him, yeah. just to let him know, hey, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm here, or you know exactly what he was As doing. As you should. Yeah. As you should. I'm going to do everything <laughs> in the NFC, uh, 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 AFC championship game, yeah. playoff games, whatever it is, to get an edge, to have you thinking, Okay, outside of your responsibilities. Yeah. I'm going to have you thinking. So so do you guys remember the late December quote from Patrick Queen about everybody else wants to come out here and play basketball on grass? And, and what we do is we just punch that right in the mouth? Yeah, that's I do. What, okay, I that's do. what Kansas City is saying. Well, yeah, we're going to play some basketball on, on grass and we're going to punch you, you in the mouth, right? So that's that is exactly what they did. Mindset. That's what they did. All right. In a moment, I'm having a harder and harder time trying to defend Lamar Jackson, but we will talk about that in just a moment. Oh, I knew this was coming. I saw this headline on Pro Football Talk yesterday, but it could have come from any number of websites. This one said, Lamar Jackson's playoff passing numbers get worse year after year. The story said Jackson's passing numbers in the playoffs have been worse than his passing numbers in the regular season and all four of the seasons that he reached the playoffs. And, of course, the Ravens have won just two of the six postseason games that Jackson started. And so the inevitable fallout begins after another Lamar failure and another home playoff game. Keyshawn, your reaction to all of the above? This is all, this is all part of it. Yeah. This is part of the script. Of course, people are going to attack his performance in the postseason because he's two and four. But I could, I could pull comps from guys that had poor performances early in their careers in the playoffs and rebounded. Most notable, Mr. Peyton Manning. Peyton. Two and four, same record through six seasons as Lamar Jackson. Okay, and we talked about it. We screamed and hollered about it. And we beat him up all day long. And then eventually... He become Peyton Manning, and the rest was history. He went on and won a Super Bowl in Indy against the Chicago Bears. Then he went on and won a Super Bowl in Denver. So when you look at it, Lamar has plenty of time to fix his issues, okay? Whatever they are, what, whatever little things that are going on when he gets to these moments, he doesn't deliver the same way that he has in the, in the regular season. I mean, it, look, Peyton's not the only guy 
and Lamar's not the only guy. If we do deep dives yeah. and really want to break stuff all the way down, there are other playoff performances at other positions that are not the same as the regular season. And, I, and you know, I, people just, there's, they're looking for something. They're looking for something to criticize him about. They're just looking for it. They couldn't wait to push sin. It was all, the story was already written, right? <laughs> Skip, it was all, they just was waiting. They had it ready the week before. They was like, ah, we can't do that. Let's wait till the next week. I mean, that's just where it is with Lamar. I think he gets it turned around, man. He's got to just relax a little bit, not press so much, yeah. not stress out so much, and not get worried about what the people on the outside noise is talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and it's not just on Lamar. That's what I get frustrated about when it comes down to this. Uh, Key made a great point. I mean, Peyton had the same record. There's a number of quarterbacks that didn't have the playoff success that they've had the rest of the season. I mean, Drew Brees struggled at times in the playoffs. Uh, there, there's been a number of guys who went there and lost and lost and lost. Winning a Super Bowl is hard. It comes down to coaching, defense, playmakers, some yep. luck involved. Some. And they just didn't have those things. And, and it goes down to Greg Roman, too, because we, we, be, everybody in Baltimore, get rid of Greg Roman, fire him. He doesn't make the right decisions. They don't throw the ball enough and yada, 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 yada. And they wanted to fire him. And then they get in a situation where they didn't run the ball when they needed to be running the ball. They ran the ball 16 times, Skip, as you said, as you most eloquently mm. pointed out. Mm. They gave Gus Edwards three carries. Three. His first carry of the game, Skip, he went for 15 yards. He only got the ball twice after that. And so when you, when you look at things like that, is that Lamar Jackson or is that a coaching decision? That's a coaching decision to go away from a strength that's gotten you to this point, that's been part of your magical run to this season. That's on, that's on John Harbaugh. That's on Todd Munkin. That's on those guys to make the decisions that you've made all season. Coaches, just like players sometimes, get tight. Skip, they get tight and they lose their way. Yep. They lose their way, but they don't always catch the same flack as these players because the quarterback's at the forefront. So you're just sitting there like, Lamar Jackson threw 37 passes and, and he only ran eight times and yada, 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 but he's not calling the plays. So, sure, does a mount of blame go to Lamar Jackson? No question about it. But why does the play calling change in, this, in these championship yeah. games? Why did the play Very calling change in these playoffs? Because it, the same happened under Greg Roman, where you're like, wait, you guys are a running team. Why are you not running anymore? What point are you trying to prove? It's almost like you're trying to prove a point to somebody that you can do this instead of showing them I can win however I want to, like you did against the Houston Texans. Yes. Yeah, well said. So, obviously, Keyshawn and I went back and forth with Richard down the stretch of the season. We thought Lamar was running away with MVP. Richard made a strong valid case of, well, he doesn't have the stat. He doesn't have the big numbers that MVPs require. But the point is, he's going to win the MVP. So that's twice he's going to have MVPs with the number one seed. And he lost another home playoff game. So at this point, I, I can't defend it anymore. I can only look forward to what Keyshawn's saying. He's young. I believe in him. I believe he will figure this out because he's made of the right stuff. But you can't defend the three, I'm sorry, it's three home playoff losses, four total. And in those games, 
the Ravens have averaged 10 and a half points a game. It's just not good enough. In those, just run! Yeah, well, there you go, okay? So he has four touchdown passes and four losses, and he has eight turnovers. It's just, it's not good enough. He's not measuring up to what we saw. He, he made plays this whole regular season. He went out to San Francisco and just took the 49ers apart. He took apart the Detroit Lions. They played six teams, three or more games over 500, and they beat them by an average of 26 points a game because he was making all the right plays. And then Sunday, again, Keyshawn, you thought he played poorly. I, he made some big plays. He made a great throw to Zay after he escaped the sack. And then he made a really good throw to Zay Flowers that should have been cashed for at least a first down, if not a touchdown. And you know the rest of the story. The rest of the story is he's two and four in the playoffs. And here we go with the narratives. And L- Lamar's going to have to live with those narratives for a long, hard See, offseason. I-, I ding him, Skip, on yeah. poor because just now a natural reaction as I'm watching the highlights. Just, just go. Go. Just go. What are you hesitant I about? I don't know. Pull it down and yeah. go. But what happens is. This is a Patrick Mahomes effect. Yeah. This is what this it is. is. Because I, agree. I look across you got it. to the other quarterback who's willing and dealing, yeah. and now I want to will and deal instead of doing what got us here, which is my strength. There you go. Fell into the trap. Fell into the trap. Next, that's what we say. All right, up next, Kevin Durant says he wants no video tribute when he returns to Brooklyn. I can't blame him for that. We discuss next. (laughs) Kevin Durant says he absolutely does not want a video tribute in his Wednesday night return to Brooklyn. Where, of course, he played three seasons. Keyshawn, do you agree with KD? Absolutely. (laughs) Come on, man, stop. It's got to be a joke, though. KD must just be saying it to say it because there's no way they're going to do a video tribute to him. Uh, It's just, for what? It it was going to be so great, and it was so not great, right? Yeah, that's that's a joke. They might as well, that's like saying, hey, they're going to do one when you return back to Carolina for me. (laughs) Stop. I don't know. Go, Richard. When I go back to Tampa, I'm going to get my tribute video for the five games. All right. yeah, I don't. I, I think it's tongue in cheek. I think he's just making fun. He knows, you know, that was a part of his his career that uh, wasn't as wasn't as impactful um, as his time other places. So, you know, he's still he's still one of the all time greats and and just trying to save them from time. Well, obviously, but they had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I Are know. you kidding? I know. And, I said, and it yeah. was it was right there, and then that didn't work, and then that didn't work, and then that didn't work. And remember. It ended with the disgrace of Kevin Durant being swept out of the playoffs by a very young Boston team. It was Ime Udoka's team at that point. And he was horrible, one of his worst four-game stretches of his career. I know, but it was was such shame that the last thing you want to do is commemorate it when you go back to (laughs) Brooklyn, right? It would be embarrassing. That that must have somebody probably just asked him that question for him to answer. It had to be. I don't know, but he must be hearing some whispers about their thinking about having some big video tribute for him. They shouldn't. Don't do him like that. Don't uh, do that. Carolina and Keyshawn. I I would have watched that. (laughs) Yeah, okay. All right, that's it for today's Undisputed. We are back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern. And I can't wait.